If you close your eyes, you can see it. The mitzvah in the fourth aliyah of our parsha, the mitzvah of Hakil of bringing up all of the Jewish people to come to the Beis HaMikdash to hear the Torah being read from the Melech. The trumpets were sounded as the Rambam says in Hilchas Chagiga, all of the Jews to converge upon the Beis HaMikdash. The Melech would take his spot upon the wooden stage. He would read from parts of the Torah and Sefer Devarim. As the verse says, Everybody should converge and gather at the Harabayas. Men, women, and children. A magnificent Torah assemblage. The babies must be a part of this gathering. The question is why? Why would you bring children that can't understand what's happening, the Torah that's being read, all of the different deep ideas behind the Pesukim? Very nice if they're old enough to understand, but it seems like even the toddlers, even the infants must come, and what's the reason for that? Says the Ramban that we're referring here strictly to the kids that could understand. But they're not yet at Chinuch age. They're just slightly before it. Yet the Torah still wants us to bring these kids even at their young age because it's like a Pesach Seder. We want to inspire them, show them something different, show them something that will make them ask questions. Tati, why are you doing this? Mommy, why are we at the Pesach Migdash? Why is that Melech reading the Torah? And that can already help to stoke the flame inside of him for the love of Torah. Yet Rashi doesn't accept that answer. Rashi goes with a different plan. Rashi tells us that we only bring the children to give reward to those that bring them. The kids may not understand. They may not have the IQ yet to understand the deep concepts being relayed by the Melech in the Torah. But it is a massive schlep and a tumultuous journey to bring up many young kids to the Beis HaMikdash. And that's exactly why we are commanded to bring them. To give even more reward for the schlep to the parents. To increase their merits in Olam Haba. Rabbi Rucham takes this idea from Rashi, connects it from a famous idea of the Saba Mikelm and leaves us with an idea that will inspire you to no end. What is the worst thing that a Jew could do? Is it murder? Is it Avodah Zara? No. The worst punishment that we find is somebody who influence, influences somebody else to do bad. Somebody who is a Megadev, somebody who influences somebody else to do Avodah Zara. That is the worst thing that you can do. We find even if that person that you're trying to influence to do Avodah Zara, you're trying to sway him off the path of Tyra, even if he doesn't listen, you still get that same harsh punishment. You could be trying to convince the Chafetz Chaim to do Avodah Zara, and of course he's not going to listen to you, and you still get that brutal punishment. We don't search to try to exempt you from punishment. No, we try to punish you because there is nothing worse in the eyes of the Torah than somebody that tries to influence others to leave the path of Torah. Continues Rabbi Rucham that Mida Toiva Meruba, we know that the good outweighs the evil by over 500 times. If a person can influence somebody to go off of the path of Torah and they do not listen to you, yet you are still punished so brutally. Can we even imagine the reward we can receive for trying to influence others to return to the path of Tyra, to do good in their life? 
If you spend time trying to excite and arouse emotion of Avaitas Hashem, we can't imagine how precious it is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Ruchim continues, when a mensch, when anybody tries to inspire Yidin, whether or not they listen, the schar is gedoyla ad me'od. It cannot be calculated. Imagine we were to schlep up the babies up to Eretz Yisrael to hear Hakel. They were unable to understand. Yet, we try inviting the same people for Shabbos to inspire them, but we don't see any change in them. We try to reach out and set up study sessions with other people. And again, you don't see them becoming inspired. You're trying to be like Avram and Sarah, but it's not working. Here we see that it's not about the results. It's about the effort that you're putting in to try to bring, bring people tachas, kanfe, hashchina, trying to encourage and urge them to become better Jews. With or without the results, we must never stop trying to inspire our fellow Jews. Practically, realistically, I'd like to suggest an approach for how a person should give time to doing Kiruv, to helping out his friends, to inspiring his friends. Rav Moshe Feinstein, in perhaps one of the most famous letters ever written, noted that just as a person must give 10% of his income to charity, he should tithe his income, give miser, so too it would seem that a person should give 10% of his time to others. He should tithe, give miser on his time. Practically, this is something we can do. We can dedicate times in our day, at least 10% of our time yearly, to trying to inspire and help others, to consistently and frequently reach out, trying to inspire even the same people over and over, and if we see no result, but we keep on trying. If the Avaida Zara influencer is punished as brutally as he is, even if he never succeeded in influencing people to do bad, we can only imagine how supremely special influencing Jews to the path of Tyra is. We must never stop trying to inspire our fellow Jews.